0: Welcome to the Dow of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy
1: today's podcast episode.
0: Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Dow of Our Understanding Podcast. Today we have Craig and Marla and Dennis and Chris and Dave and Amy and Heidi. Good to have everyone announcements before we get going zoom aameetings.com is a 9 p.m eastern online meeting of aa uh amy that's on this call she shares on sunday and then uh chairs a friday night breakout for beginners i chair on friday as well right now we'll be talking about the traditions while we're reading monday through thursday nights the big book from the, all the first 164. So we started that Wednesday was a week ago. So we'll be doing that probably next six weeks or so. I would think, uh, join us sometime, uh, go to buddyc.org Uh, if you, would, if you would like several things there, including on the bottom of the homepage are the books that we use in this podcast, there's a sign up on the top right for a daily Dow devotional that I'm, I'm starting to write out. So some of those are good. Some are okay. What else we got, Craig? Do you want to talk about the Facebook group for a moment?
2: Yeah, we've got Facebook group, the exact same logo as the Dire of Understanding podcast. So just look for that. We'll let you in. This month we've had <coughs> Jess, Sarah, Christopher, Nikki, Brenda, Kathy, Ali, and Lisa and Eileen join us. So welcome, everybody. Um if you join the Facebook page, you get to interact with us through the group as well. So if you've got any comments about the meeting that you have heard or any of the previous meetings, you can drop a comment into the um into the the page and we'll pick it up and we'll discuss it in the next meeting. Or you can actually join the meeting as well. The link to the meeting is in the page. But you have to be a member of the Facebook group to join into the meeting. That's it for for the Facebook page, buddy.
0: Good. Thank you, sir. And and, and you can always email us, help at buddyc.org, I think would get to me, or info at buddyc.org. And I can put you on an independent list to get our information if you if you don't participate in Facebook. Because I have several people who don't participate that still get a lot of the information as far as the meeting and the link for the meeting and what we'll be talking about. Our story today is The Flight from Benevolence. Now, I have a real difficulty with this story because I think I've got it figured out. So I hope that I don't overlook what's really there. (laughs) Because when I think I know it, I, I usually don't, right? So this is a really good story. I really liked it.
3: Marla, you want to read, dear? Sure. Flight from Benevolence. Su Yu was met by a friend as he was leaving the capital city on the main highway leading to the nearest frontier. Where are you going, the friend asked. I'm leaving King Yao. He is so obsessed with the ideas of benevolence that I am afraid something ridiculous will come of it. In any event, funny or not, this kind of thing eventually ends with people eating each other raw. At the moment, there's a great wave of solidarity. The people think they are loved, and they respond with enthusiasm. They are all behind the king because they think he is making them rich. Praise is cheap, and they are all competing for favor. But soon, they will have to accept something they do not like, and the whole thing will collapse. When justice and benevolence are in the air, a few people are really concerned with the good of others. But the majority are aware that this is a good thing, ripe for exploitation. They take advantage of the situation. For them, benevolence and justice are traps to catch birds. Thus, benevolence and justice rapidly come to be associated with fraud and hypocrisy. Then everybody doubts, and this is when trouble really begins. King Yao knows how dutiful and upright officers benefit the nation, but he does not know what harm comes from their uprightness. They are a front behind which crooks operate more securely. But you have to see the situation objectively to realize it. There are three classes of people to be taken into account. Yes men, bloodsuckers, and operators. The yes men adopt the line of some political leader and repeat his statements by heart, imagining that they know something Confident that they are getting somewhere, and thoroughly satisfied with the sound of their own voices, they are complete fools. And because they are fools, they submit in this way to another man's line of talk. <clears throat> the blood suckers are like lice on a sow. They rush together where the bristles are thin, and this becomes their palace and their park. They delight in crevices between the sow's toes around the joints and teats and or under the tail. Here they entrench themselves and imagine they cannot be routed out by any power in the world. But they do not realize that one morning the butcher will come with the knife and swinging scythe. He will collect dry straw and set it alight to singe away the bristles and burn out all the lice. Such parasites appear when the sow appears and vanish when the sow is slaughtered. Operators are men like Shun. Mutton is not attracted to ants, but ants are attracted to mutton because it is high in rank. So Shun was a vigorous and successful operator and people liked him for it. Three times he moved from city to city and each time his new home became the capital. Eventually he moved out into the wilderness and there were 100,000 families that went with him to colonize the place. Finally, Yao put forward the idea that Shun ought to go out into the desert to see if he could make something out of that. Though by this time, Shun was an old man and his mind was getting feeble, and he could not refuse. He could not bring himself to retire. He had forgotten how to stop his wagon. He was an operator and nothing else. The man of spirit, on the other hand, hates to see people gather around him, he avoids a crowd. For where there are many men, There are also many opinions and little agreement. There's nothing to be gained from the support of a lot of half wits who are doomed to end up in a fight with each other. The man of spirit is neither very intimate with anyone nor very aloof. He keeps himself interiorly, interiorly aware, and he maintains his balance so that he is in conflict with nobody. This is your true man. He lets the ants be clever. He lets the mutton reek with activity. For his own part, he imitates the fish that swim unconcerned, surrounded by a friendly element and minding its own business. The true man sees what the eye sees and does not add to it something that is not there. He hears what the ears hear and does not detect imaginary undertones or overtones. He understands things in their obvious interpretation and is not busy with hidden meanings and mysteries. His course is therefore a straight line. Yet he can change his direction whenever circumstances suggest it.
0: Thank you, Marla. Any comments? Marla, anything before we move to everyone else? Nothing? Okay. Anyone else, guys? Any ideas on this one?
2: We, at the moment, are getting... um I was going to say bombarded with um, leaflets for for donating things. I appreciate at the moment there is a lot going on with the Ukraine, and it's absolutely fantastic to see the responses for um, the things that people are needing out there. I live in a small town in central Scotland, and our, our council has opened up a, our local authority has opened up a little hub down the bottom of the road that if you have donations that you want to give to, um, the people that are needing stuff in Ukraine, um, they have the list of things that they're needing. Uh, and it's things like, um, baby wipes, nappies, kids' clothes, just sort of general things that people have had to leave behind, toys as well, and that sort of thing. If you want to donate that sort of thing, it's great. They've opened that up so we can, the influx of people that we've seen, just going down and the, the queues of cars to get into this site has been absolutely fantastic um, and I love seeing that sort of thing. Today we got a box sent through from the Scottish Catholics charity asking us for donations so you put all your loose change into it and then you donate it to, this is on top of the tithe that we give to the, to the chapel as well and then we had a letter in from Barnardo's as well asking for asking for aid and Asking for money. And then we had another one from another charity asking us to remember them in our wills. I'm thinking to myself, where does it end? I, I liked this reading because I, it hit me with a part where it's talking about the three people and I've automatically latched onto some of the bloodsuckers. And I thought to myself, do you know what? This is what some of these, some of these things have given me the impression of. I actually stopped giving to one of my charities that I was given to for years because all of was getting was requests from more and more and more. Uh, and it seemed to be that the more you gave the more they were wanting out of you as well. Um, so I really enjoyed this reading today because it kind of reminded me that there are different different levels of charity given. There's different levels of people that are looking for charity as well. I, I like the bloodsucker part because we had an incident recently with Louise's mum, who's 74, and she came running down to the house. She lives five doors up from us. So she came running down. She burst into tears and she's like, the bank's on the phone to say somebody's taken £600 out of my account. Now, to a pensioner on a single income, that's a lot of money. Um, bear in mind that she's this is what she has to live on. So the girl at the bank was um, trying to make sure it was her that was spending the money. So she asked if you can, give, if you can just confirm the credit card number that it came off of your expiry number and the little security code in the back, then we can just match it up to yourself just to just so we can cancel that card. Um, so just luckily she started to panic. She couldn't find the card. So she came down to us to say, Louise, there's somebody on the phone from the bank. And they want my card details. Louise like, right, I'll just I'll fucking, I'll sort them out the night. So I'm thinking, do you know what? These are the kind of bloodsuckers that are preying on vulnerable people. Um, they're just scamming, trying to get with them, And they're not having... Um, any interests of anybody else at heart. I like seeing the charities that are looking for genuine donations for this, but these ones are cold, cold, trying to scam people. I just have absolutely no time at all for them. Um, so this reading, I'm kind of mixed reactions with this reading. I'm kind of like, yeah, get on the guy, because I'm kind of at that stage as well with myself. I'd like just to go somewhere and just give to where I want to give and just just everybody else can can just be. So I don't know if, I don't know if anybody else can relate to to the blood boiling with some of the, 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 the charitable and um, a lot of the bombardments that you get with some of the charities that come through. I think Dave's sitting nodding his head. I think Dave's in silent agreement with, with me.
0: As, I was thinking of a different kind of benevolence with this. I was thinking that my, benevolence might not be a good word uh, a good translation of this in that first paragraph says that he's leaving the king because the king is obsessed with ideas of benevolence that I'm afraid something ridiculous will come of it. Uh, as if th- this, it's the flight from benevolent thinking in this way. It's what I'm seeing. It says that. Uh, a few people are really concerned with the good of others, but the majority are aware, uh, are aware this is a good thing, thinking it's a good thing, right? With exploitation to take advantage of the situation. And at the very end, it's really talking about when you get to the last couple of paragraphs, you know, and they actually explain what the whole thing's about. That's, this should give us a definition of benevolence, I would think. And none of that is what I normally think of as, when I think benevolence, I think
4: of, uh, can somebody look up a definition of that? Cause I'm not in front of a computer. Yeah, but. The quality of being well meaning, kindness. Okay. Uh, kindness. Okay. Yeah. But I always think of benevolence
0: as giving money. So I think of it differently than that. Yeah, I wrote down kindness. Thank you, Amy. Um, at the end, it's it's totally different. Uh, I thought about the, any other comments before I start. Okay, I thought about this whole oh. story. Do I, Chris? Chris. Yeah, All I right, just
5: Chris. kept. I just kept thinking about corruption. Um, I can think of so much corruption in our own government that that's, you know, that's all I was thinking about the um, so many examples of it, just uh, maybe, maybe our legislatures, that are supposed to be doing good for the people wind up lining their own pockets, uh, you know, right here in our town. Uh, That happens. It happens, you know, all all the way up the, the ladder. And I think the more advanced the society gets quote unquote, probably the more that you get so and this guy doesn't know what to do about it he just he just leaves <laughs> <So>. yeah yeah <laughs> so. anyone else
0: <clears throat> thanks chris well they say there's three different kinds of people and the man of dow or the person of dow you ladies mm-hmm. um yes men blood suckers and operators So your yes men would be, well, we know what yes men are. They're just going to agree. They're fools. They adopt the line and just stay with it. Uh, imagining that they know something. Okay. The bloodsuckers, we got a good description of that. Uh, can you mute, make sure some folks are muted, Craig? Uh, the bloodsuckers. For me, they, they reminded me of, actually it reminded me of how I used to think. It reminded me of my prior religious views, where I thought that I had it all figured out, that I was not open to anyone's opinion, that I was totally set in one direction, and I had it figured out, and so anything you had to say was debating against what, you weren't gonna change what I thought. So I just waited till you got through so then I could say what I wanted I was not I was very close-minded very close-minded to anyone else's opinions and I found myself because I was close-minded in one regard I, I think I was close-minded in every way I was close-minded uh, probably in business I would think I had something figured out and once I had my mindset there was no changing it you know, all those things. So I think it just bled over into everything. And then I saw the operators that they gave the example of the operators was men like Shun. For me, that would be the, and it's interesting here. It says he could not bring himself to retire. He had forgotten how to stop. Uh, he was just an operator and nothing else. Uh, and let's see, I'll put a little description of these three. I saw the yes men as trusting their own abilities, the working harder and doing better, uh, making progress. But they were just, uh, that's how I saw them. Uh, the bloodsuckers, they thought they had it figured out. They were closed minded. And the operators reminded me of the goal-oriented, uh, people-pleasing, success-driven, uh, that kind of attitude. Uh, and it was interesting that with the man of Dow, uh, let's
5: see, let me where does he
0: start? Um, the man of the spirit, on the other hand, hates to see people gather around him. He avoids the crowd. Where there are many men, there are also many opinions and little agreement. There's nothing to be gained from the support of a lot of halfwits who are doomed to end up in a fight with each other. That reminds me of the yes men, right? (laughs) Anyone's got anything, just raise their hand and I'll stop. The, The man of the spirit is neither very intimate with anyone nor very aloof. He keeps himself interiorly aware. And maintains his balance so that he is in conflict with nobody. He is your true man. He lets the ants be clever. He lets the mutton reek for, uh, with activity for his own part. He imitates the fish that swim unconcerned, surrounded by a friendly element and minding its own business. Uh, aren't we told in recovery to get in the middle of the herd, right? Right. The true man sees what the eye sees. He does not add to it something that's not there. That sounds like acceptance to me. He hears what the ear hears and does not detect imaginary undertones or overtones. Doesn't complicate everything. Keeps it simple. Or Craig's mantra, stop thinking and end your problems, right? I haven't had to use that lately, Craig. You must be doing better. Uh. He understands things in their obvious interpretation. And he's not busy with hidden meanings and mysteries. His course is therefore a straight line. I like this one, though. And this is really, yet he can change his direction whenever circumstances suggest it. Why does he change direction? His circumstances tell him when to change direction. Because he can see things as they are. So I was thinking about this story several different ways. One way I was thinking about it was that it was the flight from the moment. Because all these different, I act like all these different people at times in given situations. I can act like the yes man where, uh, I hook on to something I think is going to do well for me. Uh, I can act like the blood sucker where I'm close-minded and I'm not open to other ideas and I just bear it double down. And then I can act like uh, the operator or I'm goal oriented and, you know, more and more and more and don't know when to stop. I can be that person in, in all different situations. And I can be that one of those different, I can be all those different people in a day. If I let, you know, uh, and less and less as time goes on, but more and more of that's moving toward being that uh, man of Dow that they're talking about. Comments?
4: Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, thanks, Amy. Yeah. So I was just kind of thinking of the Yes Men as people pleasers. Yeah um the blood right, suckers good. the blood suckers as victims um but but taking right like i'm gonna take but i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna take from you, give me, give me um but then i'm gonna tell you why I'm a victim of what you know, like it's kind of twisted yeah, but. yeah. um, cool. and then the operators um as as like human doings. So, for me, like before recovery, I was a bloodsucker. Then I was so disturbed when I got sober and a little clear headed. I was so disturbed by my horrific actions and the way I treated other people. Then all of a sudden I became a yes man, yes woman, whatever. So I went from one extreme to another. And then There was a period where I just had to kind of do like, I just had to stay the course just to stay sober, stay in the middle, not drink, not piss anybody off, try to stay safe. You know, I was just like, I got to do all these things. Now I'm more a woman of the spirit. You know, where like, and I love that you said I can be all those things in a day, right? Like step three, 12 and 12. My self will can slam that door shut as it frequently does. I can take it back and start fixing and managing, controlling and thinking that I know what, how to handle shit and I don't, I'll fuck it up. Um, but then I realize it sooner than later, you know, before I really create a whole lot of shit, you know, I don't really create big messes anymore because I don't like the way it feels when I start trying to act like old alcoholic asshole, Amy, um, I, I'd rather be some sort of good combination of those three things and be just, well, just be.
0: Yeah. I like that description, Amy, of uh, him being the fish, just swimming,
1: yes. <laughs> just swimming along, you know? Yes.
4: Not even I mean, realizing water, right? What's water? Or something, right? That William's was,
0: unconcerned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, surrounded by a friendly element and minding its own business. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's good. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Any, anything else with that? No. Okay. That's what I got. Yep. Thank you. You know, those are all aspects too of unacceptance. If you think about it, the yes men, the blood suckers and the operators are all a lack of acceptance. They're all trying to find hitting meanings or imagining things that's not there, or you could even look at those as aspects of fear if you wanted to, because they're all operating in some kind of fear. It's interesting. If you, if you take benevolence and you think of it as kindness, kindness is a form of love and love brings you back to the moment. So these are all ways of leaving the moment. So that's how I got that about leaving flight from the moment but yeah yeah
6: Dennis yes it's funny Amy actually almost beat me through it but I could actually see myself going through those stages of being the yes man the leech and the um, and the operator in in recovery for me to go through those stages to kind of seek the 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 spiritual um, the spiritual uh, of becoming the spiritual man now it's kind of interesting. As long as I attach myself to being the spiritual man, I just lost it. Right. <laughs> so, so that's interesting, but I could see because I didn't have any original thoughts in the beginning. I used to, to just say what I've heard in the rooms for somebody. And, and then I would repeat that because all oh, that sound right. So it reached my head, but never got down to my heart. Um, so so i can i can definitely do that i relate to that i can also relate to that guy that just hung out to somebody that really had something that i wanted and then try to imitate what that guy was doing and that reminds me of the blood sorger just like ah sticking on to that guy's ego stroking striking his ego probably right to to uh, to uh, to get what i, I want and um, and the operator it reminds me so much of 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 that story of the horseback rider. There's just keep going and going. And people are looking, where is he going? And if the spectators would say, where is he going? Um He don't know, ask the horse, right? Because you just, you just keep going with no purpose. And, and I can still catch myself in that, in running too far for my, uh, or too fast for my mind to follow. Uh, that's, that's very interesting. It's good stuff. It really is. Thank you guys.
0: You know, the, the, it says there about the operator and that's really sad. This, the operator part, because he says he could not bring himself to retire. He had forgotten how to stop the wagon and he was an operator and nothing else. All these people had followed him all around all their life. He had done so much good for so many people, but he did not know when to quit. Didn't know when he couldn't stop. He didn't have the ability. Hmm. That sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? But, uh. Isn't it? But
3: in reality
0: though, well, see, that's the thing, Marla, the, the flight from benevolence, the, the story at the first, you could see good aspects of it, but in reality, it was not good, you know, because of, uh, because of, it, it was the road to hell paved with good intentions is one way that we could say it I think um and it was not the aspects of really following the dial
1: anyone else David? um I really connected with what Amy said about people pleasers and victims what came to mind me when when we first went through it it was like, there's sycophants, right? There's yes men, there's opportunists, opportunists, blood suckers, and then there's con men, manipulators. So the only like people pleasers, victims, and then to me it's manipulators. That's like the other kind of common alcoholic we see, and and I, I like what what Buddy just said about it, it's all attempts to do things that we think are right. But it's moving away from benevolence. It's moving away. And what was left for me, and maybe this was the wrong interpretation, but when he sees what the eye sees and hears what the ears hear, to me, that's honesty. That's just being open to reality as opposed to trying to take advantage of situations or manipulate things. It's, 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 what does he say? Not aloof, but not ar- not arrogant. They didn't use the word arrogant, but it's not aloof, but it's you're not looking for people to follow you. You're just dealing with what's there and being honest. So that's my first attempt. I don't know how close it is, but again, I think Amy had some really good thoughts there. I think
0: that's excellent. I think that's excellent, Dave. And there's no right or wrong with this because none of us, we're all just, hypothesizing you know i mean we're not you know uh i think we're all bringing out some really good comments thank you uh i was thinking about my original approach to recovery and somehow it fell in those first three because and the way i know is because it was not successful (laughs) my first five it took of course it took me six years to to get a year so five years i was Back and forth, back and forth. And then my sixth year, I was able to stay sober. But during that time, I was imitating what I saw other people do, but I still was not surrendering. I didn't know how to surrender. Um, somehow I fell in those first three. Really doesn't matter where, but, and I was as sincere as I could be. I was no less sincere and still could not stop drinking. Then I, I think my most sincere prayers were before I got sober, not after. It was during the time of me learning how to surrender. And, you know, just because we have situations where we're not walking perfectly in the doubt does not mean that we're not sincere. But sometimes we just don't know what to do or how to do it. And if all the people around us, all we've ever seen are bloodsuckers, that's all we're going to know to do. Right. <laughs> and then we're just going to, have to be miserable enough. Get burned enough to where we finally, you know, hopefully are open minded enough to see the see the solution.
2: Heidi. Hey,
7: guys. Um, so um, what came to mind for me was um, page 60 on the big book. Um, is it okay if I read just this part?
0: I don't. I don't know because Amy hasn't read yet. Amy's supposed to read first. No, you go. Gone. You Neither. go ahead. You go ahead.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Okay.
7: Um, each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. If his arrangements only stay put. If people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Everybody, including himself, would be pleased. Life would be wonderful. In trying to make these arrangements, our actor may sometimes be quite virtuous. He may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. On the other hand, he may be mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But as with most humans, he is more likely to have varied traits. Um, so yeah, that's just what came to mind for me.
0: <laughs> Thank you, dear. That's good. Maybe we all have to go through those first three in some way. Like, like Amy talked about when she came into recovery. Maybe that's what we have to do when it's just starting, you know?
4: I wonder, I, I just, okay, y'all hang on. Cause I don't know where this is going. So there's three things that we're talking about, right? I wonder if we can tie this to all, okay, I'm going to go to page 64. From it stem all forms of spiritual disease, for we have been not only mentally and physically ill, we have been spiritually sick. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. Is there a way, I wonder, to tie these three different types to the spiritual, mental, and physical? Maybe.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I, I like the way that uh, you and Dave both described that. You described the yes men as people pleasers, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. And Dave, how did you describe them? The people pleasers were the sycophants,
6: like the followers. Sycophants, yeah.
1: Yes. And how? what was number two? The bloodsuckers were? Opportunists. Yeah. Opportunistic. And the other yeah. one were con men or manipulators. Yes. <laughs> And what this just came to me, too, like I was saying independent, but to me, that gets back to the middle of the road. Be one of the herd, be honest. That's all.
0: Hey, how can we get this back to the opposite of, uh, uh, oh, whoa, whoa. How about we know it's the how, the honesty, the open mindedness and the willingness. What's the inverse of those? You know, some, uh, there's a lot of that we can take this in a million directions, but, uh, thank you, Dave. That's good. Amy, what was your three? It was people pleaser. What was the bloodsuckers? Victim.
4: Victim. Yes. And, and then I think operator was, um, just a human doing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What bloodsuckers are victims?
0: Yes, that's how what Amy put is the uh, bloodsuckers would be victims.
4: Yeah.
5: um,
4: They delight. I mean, back to the story the bloodsuckers are like lice on a sow. They rush together where their bristles are thin, and this becomes their palace and their park. They delight in crevices between the sow's toes, around the joints and teats, or under the tail. They entrench themselves and imagine they cannot be routed out by any mm. power in the world. Like, oh my God, this is happening to me. The whole world is against me. Um, yeah.
0: And I, th- yeah, I thought mm. about that as the spiritual closed mindedness that that I feel like I haven't figured out. And there's nothing that you can say to cause me to think differently. I just think you're wrong in going to hell. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, it really. You know, I mean that's just. If that's not being a bloodsucker, you know, on a on a spiritual level, I don't know what is. Yeah, all those fit.
5: All those fit. That's great. They're sort of the lowest of the low in society, too. Well, well, if you think about closed mindedness, and
0: then think about Chris, maybe just one little aspect of your life that you're you have that attitude in if there's anything in your life that you have mm. that attitude in and how i think we're all a mix of all of these uh hopefully we're moving toward the person of the spirit but i'm sure and i find still ways i'm close-minded about some things and i'm like why do i think it has to be that way or I have to watch myself. And when I'm around particular people, not try to impress them. That would be the yes, man. I think not trying to make puff myself up for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, that would be that pride and ego with, with the people pleasing, like we were talking about for the first one. And then the last one for me is just like everyone said, the doing the manipulation. It could be the con men, too, but I was thinking more of if I just try a little harder, I can make it happen. That would be, for me, those operators. That would be me acting like an operator in a situation. It would be the control that we we're talking about, like page 60, talking about being the director and everybody doing their you know part in my play. You know, that kind of thing.
2: Dennis?
6: Yes. Well, I was just, well, yeah, I actually just uh, re- it reminded me of, of, of Mark, your, your sin friend from, uh, from, from that retreat. And I remember that we talked about the, the, the five ways that we we're going through life um, or the way we're living as human beings. And it's through form, perception, thought patterns, our senses and consciousness. And, um, and that reminds me of those three. You can kind of put them under there. We all fall short of this at some point or not, because we are humans, right? right. We really got to get to the being part of the human beings. That's that's where the where where, where the bliss is at in this. And and I'm kind of questioning if, if it's through the consciousness that, that we are, we're going through for 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 some kind of spiritual growth to find that that God within or, or whatever it is that we're seeking, right?
0: Expound on that, Dennis. What do you mean by that?
6: I Your mean that. that um, well, it, it, that's probably through through recovery, right? We um, we find that it's through our conscious contact with the God that I don't understand. There, so through my consciousness, I can I can uh, I can manifest a spiritual belief. Uh, and and I'm not sure about this yet, but but I still think that that's the that's the way through the uh, the, the mind might be, and I might be totally wrong here. So please don't <laughs> don't hang this up on me. But but I'm thinking that 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 might be the way to that not one or not two, not one deal yeah, yeah. that we're talking yeah. about yeah. in sin. But it just reminded me that that's what we do as, 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 human beings. And it's so easy here because in the story, it's described just all the flaws part of being a human, right? Even that, that they're not, might not all be flaws. I mean, it's actually seen as a, as a, what do you call that, a man of value of society. There's, there's doing these things, the yes man and, and following, uh, rules or following the leaders that they admire and, 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 and whatnot. Instead of, of of seeking that uh, consciousness.
0: Hey, check this out, Dennis. The true man of Tao. Okay, the true man. That very last paragraph. There's really nothing overt spiritual spiritual in that paragraph. If you look at it, hmm. it says that he just sees what the eyes see. Hmm. <laughs> he does not add something to it. That's not there. It's like Byron Katie when she says, is this real? Is this true? And her second question is really that question again. Is it absolutely true? That's the same question here. I see, does not see what's not there. The ears hear what's there and they do not detect imagery and undertones or overtones. So in other words, you don't add to what you hear. You just hear what's there. You don't think you're hearing something you're not. <laughs> what did he mean by that? No, it's just what he said. <laughs> he understands things in their obvious interpretation. I wonder what he really meant. Did he mean to use two or did he mean "far"? You know, that kind of thing. Go ahead,
6: this? Oh, no, yeah, but which... Brings us back to this moment right here, right now. Yes. Because exactly. right here, right now, you're able to listen to what's being said. You're able to do all those things. So in the yeah. other word, or like you said, that there's three other word, or three other letters for God called now, right yes. here, where you can do those things. That's the only place, right? And that's yeah. where the awareness and the consciousness comes in, uh, or the conscious awareness. Yeah. The, the
0: yeah. One. And, that and it doesn't start, start with some spiritual transformation. It starts with us being here now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
6: It's we can bring right. all the all the spiritual books we want, but it's really just gonna gonna get us down the the rabbit hole, right? Because it's the it's the subtleness in between the words that we need to to look for.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it says, "Listen, this he's not busy with hidden meanings and mysteries." I'm not saying it was aliens, but you know that kind of thing, you know.
6: <laughs> I, I used to be big on conspiracy theories. I think it was freaking amazing because everybody yes. was just lying, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Now listen to this. As a, as a result of that, his course is a straight line. Yet he can change. He's not like the bloodsucker. He can change his direction whenever he needs to. Oh, when the circumstances suggest it. Do what? Go where you're being pushed.
5: Thank you, Chris. I get. I'm getting stuck on um, a Zen concept with these with this last couple of paragraphs, where um, we don't. Our understanding of reality is not real. It's just a projection of of um, of our experience. And so, why is this guy any better? than the blood sucker. I I think the reason Chris is because he's
0: pointing us toward how to do it. Okay. This is a whole different attitude of life than the three types. When you're hearing, when you're seeing what's there and you're hearing what is really being said and you're not, Adding to it, and you're not—you're uh, taking the obvious interpretation. Uh, you're learning to be in the moment.
5: You're learning to accept things as they are. Yeah, but my yeah. obvious interpretation is not your obvious interpretation. Well, it depends, though, Chris, because we can only—do I? Mean, only... Do I... Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Um, wall, you know, like things—walls w- are walls. I agree. You know that. But, um, ideas and what we see in here in the way of being, being good or understood are, are pretty individual. Um, let me, let me ask you this. We all pretty much
0: agree on what it means to be kind, I would think, or what right. it means yeah. to do service or what it means to love, right? Mm hmm if we're learning to be in the moment and in recovery, we learn that we're helped by helping someone else. And if I act kindly toward you, that is what actually helps me to be in the moment. And I know I'm helped when I help you. So if I use that as a way to get past my manipulation and my control, where I can see more clearly how things are. Granted, it is always skewed by our, you know our own perceptions. My experience is that I can get more. The more of that that can fall away, the more I can change direction by circumstances. Or how it was said somewhere else: the man of doubt stands on what is already moving. You know because. You're able to see those things. You're able to move in a straight line because you're not wrapped up in manipulation and control like you like the uh, operators are. Uh, you're not trying to please people like the yes men are. You know, you're not setting your ways and uh, not open to other ideas like the bloodsuckers are. Those are all aspects that keep you from seeing things like they are and hearing things. Like they are and, and taking the obvious, what the obvious interpretation is to you in your situation. Okay. That, that's, that's the way I, I see it, Chris. And, yeah. you know, we can all be put in the same situation and we're all going to behave and react a little differently and see it a little differently. But I, I think the more that we get these blinders off of it, the more we're going to see things the same. Hmm. Right. right. But Dennis,
2: Heidi, Thank and then Dave
6: okay all right thank you chris thank you well chris thank you i really i'm really glad that you bring this up it's a good question but i actually don't think that this guy here sees himself as being better as um as these other three mentioned i just think like like those uh the way we go through life he, he just don't attach himself to any form or the material goods or his perception how he sees things or the thought pattern or the senses and all those things that we normally use. He, he don't have the attachments to that. And I think that's why he can see things in a, in a more clear, clear way.
5: Thank you, Dennis. That's great. It puts a point on what I was, what was bothering me. And it's, 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 it was a tone, the way we were talking about mm-hmm. these other three people that I was reacting to. I think, you know, <laughs> it, it, Rather than actually what was going on, so yeah.
6: no, yeah, I, I, I get it, but I think that's our downfall is, is attachment yeah. all the time to, to our right. thoughts to begin with, and then from there on, it just right. so, so uh, that's good. Yeah. Thank you.
7: Yeah. Um, so like I was thinking about the part where he said he's not busy with hidden meanings or mysteries, and like y'all, like lately, like. Like, I, I, I spilled a little bit of my coffee in my car. And I'm like, there's some meaning. Like, there's some meaning. Why did I spill this? Cu-? Fucking A, it's driving me crazy, man. Like, I, I swear, like, um, you know, because it says in the book, nothing in this world happens by mistake. But, you know, it's all God, you know. So I'm just trying to find these, like, little meanings.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> you just spilled, the-
0: Heidi. You spilled some coffee, honey. That's all you did. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's it's neither good nor bad. It just is. That's yeah.
5: it. Yeah.
2: But uh, you won't be getting in my car if, if you spill coffee. You, you cannot come in my car. I have to <laughs> think about people being in my car and spilling things.
0: Heidi, get you one of these, dear. You'll never spill coffee again.
7: Okay, good to know.
2: <laughs> you just crash a car trying to get the lid open.
1: <laughs> Dave? I actually feel like what Chris was saying, there was room for that. If we just go back to the title, Flight from Benevolence. Three ways to flight, to flee what we think is good. Finding someone that we worship, somebody that we think is right, so we're supporting them. We're a yes man. A bad way to do it is be opportunistic. You can be good and be opportunistic. Oh, there's a homeless problem. I'm going to jump in and solve that. Or or a con man, I'm going to manipulate to get what I want. At At the end of the day, we can all have our own perception of reality. We can all react to circumstances in our own way, as long as we're living in the moment and honest and not trying to this is the director thing right trying to get things out of circumstances just being so i personally i think what chris was talking about there's a lot of room for a perception of reality after you avoid the three things the flight from benevolence thank you dave yeah you have to stay out of the i think it's something that we have to
0: be uh, on guard for at all times because we can fall back into any of that thinking at any time and how many people do you see that have been really successful and then they go down some little rabbit hole and you're like what were they thinking they fell for one of these traps yeah thank you dave thank you
4: anything else guys we're on the hour yeah, so that just reminded me of, uh, here we go, big book, page 46. We found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves, we commenced to get results. Even though it was impossible for any of us to fully define or comprehend that power, which is God, much to our relief, we discovered we did not need to consider another's conception of God, our own conception however inadequate, was sufficient to make the approach and to affect a contact with him. I'm going to keep reading. As soon as we admitted <laughs> the possible existence of a creative intelligence, a spirit of the universe underlying the totality of things, we began to be possessed of a new sense of power and direction, provided we took other simple steps. We found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. To us, the realm of spirit is broad roomy all-inclusive never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek it is open with belief to all men so the yes men the blood suckers the operators and the man of the spirit it's for everybody and it takes all of us right takes a village
2: this is good stuff yeah, this is page, a really good story. story. Because, Thank you, guys. So, what page was that on Amy? Because I've, I've got a sponsee that is just stuck in that rut of
1: 46.
2: 46. Yeah, just somebody that just is stuck in the idea of still having to, still having to abide by everyone else's conception of God. And he's just stuck in this rut of not being able to, not being able to believe what he wants to believe because of everybody else's um, influences on him it uh, so. I think that's massive going to help. And Buddy, you mentioned that thing about the rabbit hole, about thinking, you know, what were you thinking about? That has been my natural state in life for the past two years. I just look at people and think, what the hell are you thinking about? What are you doing?
0: Good stuff. Anything else, guys? Well, thank you all for a fantastic conversation today. It was really good. Thank you, Craig. I was on the road, so Craig doing the recording and helping me out thank you sir i appreciate that if there's nothing else guys we will see y'all next week hello this is buddy c i wanted to make you aware of several recovery related resources that i've posted in the episode description these resources include a list of recovery podcasts a free sober meditation app daily recovery email shared google recovery calendars hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week